When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express Card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, right, let me, let me talk about talk. Said you're living life as a gringo Where you question where you fit in every time you mingle They say you do this with not enough that My rapping is really bad <laughs> This life as a gringo Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Life as a Gringo I am Dramos, of course And man, I am so damn excited about today's show Because I have an incredible guest hopping on here To talk about some deep shit that I feel like is not on most of our radars in, in, in our community. The idea of life coaching, right? I think therapy is, is something that is new to many of us. And the idea of life coaching is something that, man, I just found out a few years ago. And, and it took me a while to get on board with it. But this person who, who's going to be on today's show is just an incredible woman doing incredible work. Her name is Esperanza Lebron. And she has been recommended by, uh, by Bren J, a friend of the show. But I'm just excited to share, I think, a different world than most of us grew up with or aware of, right? And and really tackle the things that keep us from achieving our goals, right? I'm somebody who's always trying to hack my mind and figure out what exactly has been the hindrance to me not achieving things or on the other side of it, what has been the thing that, that keeps me... Uh, operating on a high level and how do I figure out a way to stay in that place on a consistent basis, right? But a big part of that is working through your shit and planning and learning and you know downloading effective tools that help optimize you to be the best version of yourself, right? And and that's a team effort, right? You know, it's not something that we all just go about our lives and we can figure all this shit out on our own. You know, we we need help. I don't think any person is an island, right? It's just like why I have a, a therapist to help me work through shit. You know, um, I, I have a life coach who helps me, you know, organize ideas and, and pr- in a practical sense, you know, and, and even what we're talking about today with uh, Esperanza even deeper, you know, where she kind of talks about some of the childhood things, the traumas, the 
man, the beliefs that we've downloaded, that we were, were taught as, as a kid by, by the people in our lives, you know, how they play out and how we can, you know, um, get rid of them in order to make sure that we're operating at, as our best self, you know, and we're going to talk about a ton of different things. She has an incredible story of literally being a teenage mother to now being a very successful life coach and, and motivational speaker. So I'm really excited to have her on the show, particularly she's a, a, a woman of color who is operating in a space where um, you don't often see people who look like us. So just so empowering on, on so many different levels. So we're going to we're going to just hop into that conversation. It'll be one long me hand this segment for today's show. No asking getting because I'll be uh, honest with y'all. I don't know how I'm still here speaking right now. I'm fighting a nasty sinus infection. So um, I'm going to present to you this incredible interview that we did. I'm really excited about it, but uh, I don't have it in me to to do anything extra right now. I apologize. I got to get some sleep. But with that said, this is an incredible conversation and I'm so excited to share with you. And let's get into it in our Mi Gente segment. Mi Gente! My guest today, she is a life coach and motivational speaker, a boss as well. Esperanza Lebron, how you feeling? Oh my God, I'm feeling so good. I'm just... I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm happy to have you here because, well, a you you come highly recommended uh, by by friend of the show Brenda, uh, but but I'm excited to tackle something that I feel like particularly for our community, mm-hmm. life coaching and and the idea of of man even just talking about your feelings in general all of that is like new stuff and and what you do is beyond the I feel like the comprehension of most people that I've grown up with in my family or whatever it might be so. I'm really excited to bring something of value that I think not a lot of people are on from our community. Mm, Yes. And actually, that was one of the big driving factors. There's not a lot of people that look like me, that look like us in this space. Mm. Of course, it's growing more and more every day. But once I saw the lack of representation, I was like, that's it. That is um, where my purpose needs to be fulfilled. I think I've always been a life coach at heart. And yeah. so now being able to offer um, coaching in a community setting is one of the most beautiful things I've ever done. I, I, I love that you're walking in your purpose. So, I mean, let's, I want to get into your story. There's so much to talk about, but let's first and foremost, like set the tone here. Anybody who's not familiar, what exactly is a life coach? How would you explain the work that, that you do on a regular basis? Yeah. So for everyone listening, just take a moment and think about all the things that you say one day you're going to do. So I call this our one day, someday list. So it's like, oh, one day I'm going to do this. Someday I'm going to do this. And just notice how long that list has been idle for. Mm -hmm. And so as a life coach, what I do is I help my clients really get into understanding by creating number one awareness of where we are now and the gap to where we want to be. And then we take that list and we actually start implementing like What is it that we are believing about ourselves that's preventing us from actually getting this goal done, from actually having this job, having this body, having this relationship, having this house, saving this money? I mean, you can insert whatever it is, but for a majority of my clients, those are some of the main things that we work on. And a life coach really will help you uncover what you've been believing about yourself Mm -hmm. and what kind of feelings that you're resisting feeling. And then you kind of partner together to start walking that trail and getting there no matter what. Mm, I love that. It's very, very beautifully said. I mean, I think 
I started seeing a life coach probably five or six years ago, and I think I was too embarrassed to tell people that I was seeing somebody who, whose <laughs> job title is a, a life coach, right? Because my friends would have thought I was bugging at the time. How, how did you even get into this into this world like of discovering life coach was even something that you could do, um, not only as a, as a career, but then expanding even bigger than that as, as something you can use to, to help your community and give back? Yeah. So um, I really believe I was always destined to be a life coach. And so let me start by saying that I had my sons when I was 15 and 17. So I was your stereotypical teen mom on welfare. I lived in Section 8 housing. When I got pregnant, you know, I was told you just ruined your life. You're never going to be able to do anything. Um, So I was just kind of like when I think back, I was at the mercy of what everybody else was telling me what was possible for me, which was not much. Um, I dropped out of school and, um, I just remember one day I was reading this book and it's a book by, it's called a piece of cake by cupcake Brown. So I'm 18 years old, riding the bus to work. And this woman had this life that was in my head, like way worse than anything I was experiencing. And she was able to get out. And from that moment, there was like this feeling, I think it was the very first time I ever experienced what something could be possible. Mm-hmm. And I decided to start rewriting the narrative. Now, you think about an 18-year-old mom with two kids, single, on welfare. Like, I didn't have a high school diploma. I didn't have anything, really. My mindset was totally different. I mean, I knew more about debt than I did about savings at 18. Mm. And um, I just decided one day, like, but what if that could be possible? And the idea kept swirling in my head. And... When I was 21, I wrote my very first goal down. It took like three years for me to, yeah, three years for me to even get to the place of like actually writing a goal down. And that goal was get a high school diploma. And I remember writing that and I started crying, just thinking about, like it's making me emotional now. Mm. Thinking about actually that being possible for me, someone like me, right? Because I had this narrative of what everybody told me that it could be in my head. Mm And that little goal manifested and it went from being a high school dropout at 21 to within five years, I was a United States army officer. Mm. And so when I say I've always been destined to be a life coach, I remember looking back every single time the word that I always heard was like, no, not you. I was, I, I believe like I have so much love for underdogs because that is who I am at heart. That's who I was. Every single time life threw something at me, I was always like, but what if it is possible? There was always this little tiny coach in my head, mm-hmm. you know, thinking like, but, but maybe it's, it's you. And I kept thinking in my head, I don't see anybody out there like me mm-hmm. doing. I didn't have, I didn't even know what a life coach was, but there was always this small voice saying like, just go first, go first. And then looking back, I'm thinking if I was able to go from all of that, that kind of narrative, that stereotypical teen mom on welfare to where I am now, how could I not, how could I not use my voice? How could I not use this to represent and to bring and lift everyone out up? Mm -hmm. So there was this, like, there was this, this weaving theme of going first throughout my life. And the first time I did think about coaching, I saw this ad for it. I didn't really know what it was, but then when I was like, there's actually somebody could that can get paid for helping other people achieve their goals and their wildest dreams. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. But I didn't see anybody that I knew doing it. And sure. so I went into the military instead. 
but there was always that voice like this is the path for you like the mm -hmm. spiritual knowing and in 2020 is when i actually listened and jumped all in wow wow that's that's so beautiful you're touching on a number of of, of different things i, I want to stay in the place of 18 year old you you know okay. mother of two riding the bus wanting better for yourself and feeling inspired in that moment and i think a lot of people get that we see the instagram quote that inspires us or the youtube video or the book that we read but the next part is is taking action on it right and oftentimes the people around us are sort of the hardest barrier to entry towards fixing our lives right because many times those people who are in a similar circumstance to us can't envision a life outside of what they already know. So they kind of impose their own doubts onto you when you're talking about shit that they can't really fathom, right? So were there any circumstances or people around you that were kind of like, you know, this is what your life is. You're crazy thinking you could be doing anything else but this. And, and how did you kind of push past that? Oh my God, absolutely. So there's a big distinction between being inspired mm -hmm. and motivated and actually mm -hmm. executing and taking that massive action. Um, yeah, in the beginning, people thought I was crazy. Like I remember seeing this woman in the in the grocery store pushing a cart and she had two sons like me. But the difference between her and I is she was wearing a uniform. She was a soldier. And that was the very first time that that thought was even like came to my awareness. Like, oh, what if I could do that? And I went home and I talked to my parents about it and I was like, you know, I think I'm going to join the army. Hmm. And they like nobody could see the vision that I had for my life. The only thing that they could see, even though that they love me, is who I was in that moment. Like so people can see our past selves and our current selves. But the only person that has to see the vision is you. Like that's our job is to see the vision and hold it. And then those people are going to eventually come with you or they're going to fall off right along your journey, mm -hmm. depending on the relationship. But it was always like, mm, well, what about, you know, just kind of like. I think in their head, the people around me, my family, my friends, they wanted, it felt unsafe for me to do that. So it was kind of like, yeah, it's a nice dream, but you mm -hmm. need to, this is what I heard. You need to be realistic. Mm. Like you don't even have a, you just got a high, at this point, I had just got my high school diploma. So they're like, you need to really be realistic. Like kind of like, who do you think you are kind of thing? Of course. <sighs> yeah, there was a, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. And even to this day, I have some family members um, and some friends that still kind of like distance themselves because they can't see me here now. They still right. see me as who I was. So maybe it's like I did something like I cheated or like, how did you even get there? Because they could never see this vision of me now. Yeah. Yeah. There's um. there's an interesting I, I don't know, but for whatever reason, when the dynamic of a relationship changes right some people have a hard time adapting to no longer being able to have the same place that they once held in your life you know what i mean like i know yes. for me a lot of the friends that i grew up with you know were like older brother kind of figures and i was always the younger brother figure within our group circle and they were the you know high school jocks who were popular and i was sort of just like popular by association and then when things started to happen for me our relationship changed and a lot of them couldn't handle kind of playing second fiddle to you know the, all the things that I had going on and and yeah it's tough you you do sometimes have to either intentionally separate or that just that friendship sort of drifts apart on its own because of some other people's unwillingness to kind of evolve or allow you to evolve I guess it would be 
Yeah, absolutely. And many times it's because some people are just, they're projecting their feelings of sometimes like, sometimes it could be they can feel inferior to you, which mm-hmm. I don't ever understand why I am still the same person, right? Same. Like we're still the same human. We've just mm-hmm. evolved and we have a different mindset. Um, but it's always something within their own thought and what they're thinking about and feeling. And then they're projecting that on us. So their decision to stay, their decision to not see us at that next level actually has nothing to do with us. Mm. And that took a long time for me to understand. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it, you start realizing people are, are just kind of projecting their own fears, their own doubts, their own insecurities onto you, you know, and um I noticed this with my mother. She's a very anxious type, right? So she's not trying to hold me back, but she herself is so anxious that she's putting out the worst case scenario into something, right? And unknowingly is then putting doubt into my mind of, oh shit, maybe I should rethink this crazy thing that I'm doing, you know? Um, But yeah, to your point, it is them kind of projecting their own stuff onto us. And we have to be aware of that in order to be able to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's like, the power of really understanding the way that you think about yourself. So your self-concept and your thoughts, because that's what's going to allow you to champion yourself as you evolve when other people that we love and care are trying to, you know, like back to me, like saying, you just got to be realistic. Mm-hmm. And now my friend, my, now my family, they're like, whatever Esperanza says she's going to do, whatever Hopi says she's going to do, she's going to do it. They, so they, my dad's <laughs> like, you're always in the clouds, but somehow you always get there. So right. I'm backing out. <laughs> right, right, right. No, that, that that's beautiful. And it, it's funny. So one thing I feel like I've, I've run into is now you've kind of turned the non-believers into believers, at least some of them, right? I know I have for my parents. Yes. But then they, their whole dynamic is, well, you're just something special, you know what I mean? No, you can't expect anybody else to kind of recreate chasing their dreams in the same way as you. And, you know, for me, while I would like to think of myself as, as having some sort of special gift or something that has brought me here, at the same time, I know that I'm not the only person who can achieve what they want to do, right? I know that it's possible for me just like it is for anybody else. So what do you kind of think are, are some of the most common things that, that you see when you talk to people and particularly from our community that is sort of that factor between the people who kind of just accept being the the mother of, of two on, on welfare for the entirety of their life and the other people who decide like, this is not who I'm going to be. I'm going to do whatever I have to to change that. Yeah, I think this is such the, this is, this is such the biggest piece for those of us who were able to break from that mold and actually change. I feel it's so important for us to use our voice here because mm. people that are listening to us, people that are listening to you, they're going to see possibility in your breakthrough for them, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what happened to me, me reading that book. I hear this this young girl who's like being a prostitute by the age of 13 and she ends up becoming a lawyer. And I'm thinking, my life is not that bad. Like I maybe I could do something too. But that seed is planted, mm-hmm. the seed of possibility, the seed of awareness, like I never, before I read that book, I literally never even knew there was another option out there. Nobody was telling me, you can go to college. You can still have this. It was like, you are done. Mm -hmm. You messed up. Like, this is the best it's going to be. And I think it's, um, it's our duty to share our stories. It's our duty to share our voice, especially for people that look like us, because There could be somebody out there thinking that something like this is possible for them, but every time that they don't see representation in themselves Mm -hmm. out there, that possibility gets diminished. Mm -hmm. And 
we we literally have the opportunity to allow people to break possibility open for themselves every time they hear our breakthroughs every mm -hmm. time they they see us going to a new level yeah there's going to be some people that are you know kind of doubting it and not mm -hmm. willing to change but then there's so many other people that are ready for that next step and this is the one thing that they needed to hear in order to mm -hmm. start taking action and going that way yeah yeah no 100 percent. i think that that's that's why this work is so important you know and uh, I believe it's like a domino effect, you know what I mean? And you don't know who it's touching or where it's leading to or how many people are going to be sort of inspired by proxy of your message, you know? And that's the, the kind of beauty of just putting all of this out there and being, um, you know, honest and, and, and vulnerable. And everything we're, we're talking about today is just so powerful. And I wanna, I wanna pick your brain on a few different things, but we'll, we'll take a quick break here. We'll take a pause and then we'll be right back. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously. Shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right, we are back. Now, I am curious about when you do join the military, right? Because this is a big goal for you that you had for yourself and you are proving people wrong. But what, what often happens is when we have a goal, it's never exactly what we thought it would be, right? So sometimes we can be left feeling empty or um, uncomfortable. I imagine in a particular situation like that, I can uh, guess some imposter syndrome probably creeped up at times for you in that process. So can you kind of talk about what happens when you do achieve one of your goals, the leveling up that is necessary mentally um, to, to you know exist in that space and be unafraid to take up space when you're there? Oh, such a good question, taking up space. Yes. Um, so I will say there was a lot of imposter syndrome. There was a lot of self-doubt. And on the other side, there was a lot of championing, like, you can do this. And I really attribute my success to the power of visualization. 
So I would visualize myself in uniform. I would visualize myself at the finish line. And I think it's important to note that when I first went to, so I was in the enlisted side and the officers, officer side. So when I first went to join the um, army, I was just finishing my bachelor's degree. So I could have went in as an officer already, but I had self-doubt in my head. Mm. And I told myself the story, like, I'm going to negotiate and I'm going to just stay in the enlisted side, number one, because I didn't feel good enough to be an officer. And number Mm. two, there was this feeling of me, eventually, if I do want to be an officer, I want to know what it feels like in the soldier's shoes. I want to know from their perspective of the people I'm going to be leading. Mm. So I go to the, I go to basic training and basic training in the army is 10 weeks long. And in week eight, you have to qualify to shoot. I've never shot a gun before in my life. And I failed. I tried 23 times and I failed. So I was given the, the, I was given the opportunity to go home. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, every part of my entire body wanted to say like, yes, you're not good enough. This is just showing us we can't do it go home. And then there was this other part that was saying, finish what you came for. Hmm. And so I restarted and did basic training all over again, which was one of the hardest things that I ever had to do. But again, even back then I was using that power of visualization just to kind of get me through there. So then when I graduated, I came back, I applied for an ROTC scholarship and there was, I got it for my master's degree. And there was like, my self-concept, all of the things that I needed to think about myself in order to take up the space that I needed, it was having a hard time catching up. Like I kind of felt like maybe they messed up when they were reading my application. Maybe they messed up when they gave me a secret security clearance. Maybe they messed up. Like I kept thinking that somebody was going to come and say, oh, we were just kidding about you. Like, you know that you shouldn't be here, you know, and that never happened. Um, even when I commissioned and I, um, I took over in in Fort Bliss, I was still waiting for that day. And then I realized like, okay, that's not going to happen. We made it. And I just remember, I just remember crying, like finally accepting it Mm. and allowing that triumph, that win, that perseverance. And I get so emotional from it because that was not easy. And on the outside, you know, I'm running a shop of of soldiers and on the outside, like I'm the leader and people are looking up for looking up to me and getting the, their direction from me. And on the inside, my self-confidence is like doing its best to try to catch up and stay. So when I go home, it was like a, it was, there was so much contrast. It was like these inner, it was like this inner um, dialogue, like still questioning, do we really belong here? Do we really belong here? And here's the thing, unless we actually answer those questions that are coming up, inside, we're never going to be able to get on the other side of them. Every single day is going to feel like imposter syndrome. Every single day is going to feel like self-doubt. All of the decisions will be clouded. And I had this space, like my safe space. It sounds so funny, but it's in my closet underneath, like under my clothes. And I would go there and I would sit there and I would cry it out and I would journal it out. And that was some of the, the very first time that I would really start understanding like what managing your mind means and how to actually be the person that's in control. Not all the years of the programming that was left over. Like there was so much residue there, so much residue of not enoughness by all the times I listened to society and people tell me, tell me that I was not enough. And now it's like, no, 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 no. I'm way more than enough. Like this is real. This is in 3d. I didn't just imagine this shit one day. Like I 
did the work to get here. And it's, it's also like taking responsibility. Like, yeah, I did that. Not in an egotistical way, but like in mm-hmm. a mind blowing way. I didn't just wake up and I was here. I did all of the work to get mm-hmm. me here. And it's allowing yourself to be proud of yourself too. So that that can catch up with who you are and who you are meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's so beautifully said. And it sounds like you're you're talking about a lot of sort of unlearning, right? Unlearning the yes. nonsense that we were we were programmed with, you know. So what did that look like in the practical sense though? Like how are you answering those questions for yourself? You're in the closet, you got your notebook, you know, you're you're crying it out like what does that actually look like in in practice as far as you know making your inside believe that what's going on outside is something that you're actually worthy of and you've earned yeah so back then i i didn't know a lot about life coaching back then but i always had like this um the spiritual guidance and the law of polarity states that if something exists the opposite does too Mm. i my brain was so programmed to look for the negative and I started saying like, okay, if the opposite exists then the positive does too. So when I question this and I tell myself, like I accept responsibility, like this is not a fluke. No one, I actually asked myself like, who is coming? Cause m- my brain kept offering me the thought that they are going to come and say that they messed up. So then mm-hmm. I asked myself, well, who is coming? And there was no answer to that because no one was coming. Yeah. So the truth starts to kind of seep out, but it takes a while for our brains to recognize that that is actually the truth and the direction that we're going to go into. Mm. Um, so for me, it looked like a lot of affirmations, a lot of writing, a lot of crying, that healing process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it's 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 going into those dark places and feeling those feelings, right? That we yes. we, we often bury down in, in, in inside of us somewhere. Um, and, and one thing that stuck out what you were talking about, you know, when it came to the test that you kept failing, right. And, and sort of that decision where you could just kind of give up or restart basic training all over again with the idea of kind of like pivoting in mind, right. Because I think life is also has aspects of it where a certain goal leads us to something even better sometimes that isn't planned. Right. But the hardest thing is knowing, is it time to pivot to something else or do I stay the course, right? Any any perspective of how you kind of knew this wasn't a time to pivot to some other goal or some other dream, but instead to stay the course and kind of keep your head down through this tough process? Yeah. For me, that has always looked like closing my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I like, I wouldn't have considered myself such a spiritual person as I am now before, because I didn't realize what I was doing or how I was connecting to my higher self to God. Um, But it's always looked like I will close my eyes and I will take myself to the end state and allow that to see. But it's the emotion that I'm feeling. So I go to me going home. I remember doing this in the barracks. I'm going home. That emotion was not the right emotion in my body. There was like Mm. so much resistance to it. And then I go to the place of me doing basic training all over again. Mm -hmm. And even though that, that act of itself completely sucks. I mean, nobody nobody wants to be yelled at Joel Sargent's 24 hours a day. Um, but the end state, I took myself to graduation and seeing my sons in the in my family, in the crowd, and that is what felt right. And so mm-hmm. that pool is what I would always follow. That that little kind of pool, it 
it's hard to, it's hard for me to verbalize it a little bit, but it yeah. is this emotional connection with yourself and your future self yeah. that will guide you the right way. Always. I believe. Yeah, no, that, I, that's, that's such a, a practical way to think about it. I, I really appreciate you sharing that. That actually was helpful for, for me. I'm, I'm sure for a lot of people and even on this conversation of spirituality, because again, this is not something that people in our community were taught outside of church, right? Outside of your normal religion, the idea of spirituality and a higher self and meditation and, you know, journaling all these different things, you know, along your journey of getting deeper and deeper into that world, how was it received by the people around you? And, and sort of how did you fight past some of those feelings of discomfort because this just seems like this whole woo woo weird kind of world that we're not supposed to exist in. Yeah. I, I think, um, there's definitely still some discomfort around certain yeah. people, but I have really learned to have my own back. So if I say something that, I mean, feels true and, and, you know, there's no malintent with the way that I'm yeah. explaining it, I always hold myself through it regardless mm. of, I mean, I'm intentional on how other people are receiving it or in the context, but <laughs> I've just really learned to speak my truth. And a lot of my truth is I am a spiritual person now. And the woo-woo stuff, which I used to think was just crazy because I grew up Catholic and it sounds like mm -hmm. devil or like crazy yeah. or like evil. <laughs> yeah. Um is is, you know, it's definitely opposite for that for me now. I feel like there's no way. Let me rephrase this. I feel more supported than I ever have in my entire life because of my spiritual connection to God, to myself, to my future self. Um, and that really started when I lost my husband in a motorcycle accident in 2014 after he died. Um, it took like, I, I bottled up all those emotions and I didn't want to look at them for a while. And then I came across this book called Signs. And in the book, it was talking about connecting with the universe, connecting with, um, your loved ones and you, how you can ask for signs. And that really, I mean, that'll go, that'll take us through a whole other conversation, but it really opened the door to my spiritual connection to where I am now, where I'm asking for signs daily or asking programming dreams and asking for guidance through my great dreams from my intuition. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's, um, I, I think one thing that came up for me is if it, it's uncomfortable, but it also feels like the more you, talk about these things and express yourself you notice the people around you begin to be more open to it right it's like yes. they've been interested but they've needed some sort of cosign you know what i mean and, <laughs> and and like when you give them that cosign you can kind of just see the relief weight you know kind of wash over them to a degree you know um even particularly you know i much of my career is in the entertainment industry and djing and partying and you know celebrity culture and to then flip it and talk about stuff like this, you know, I was always nervous about showcasing that side of myself, mm -hmm. but it's literally what has begun to really open doors for me in my career and in my life and my connection with people. Because again, I think we're all thinking it, we're all searching for something more than ourselves and what we see in front of us. We're all just really afraid to admit it for whatever reason. I yeah. Think. Oh my God, I love the way that you put that, just kind of co-signing off and then allowing that um the conversation and the experience to unfold and yeah that's definitely what happened to me it was one person that said you should read the book science i'm like that's weird but yeah. okay you know when you're ready right. you're ready yeah yeah that's true that, that's uh, a great line when you're ready you're ready and one thing you you just touched on that 
I, I want to want to get into if you're comfortable with it. You know, you're, you're talking about the loss of your of your husband, and I think a lot of people when they experience tragedy, when they experience loss, it's like a part of them dies as well. Especially when somebody you lose somebody close to you, right? And I think it's it's really hard for us to wrap our mind around the fact that bad things happen to good people, right? And it's easy for us to get mad at the world, God, the universe. I'm doing everything right. Why would you go and and make, you know, take somebody away from me or allow this terrible tragedy to happen? You know, um, any any sort of thing you can kind of speak to about how you began to, to pick up the pieces and, and didn't allow that to be something that sort of stopped all of the progress that you had made um, in your life thus far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the most important thing for me to say here is that I was never, it's so weird, but I was never angry. Mm. I was hurt, but I was never angry with God for taking James. Um, when he died, I was one semester away from commissioning as an army officer. It was right at the end of the sprint. And he died in November and I commissioned in May. And so, of course, it would be normal for me to take semester off. Um, I remember my major didn't think I was going to come back for that next semester. Um, but here's like what happened for me. My sons and I, obviously, we took it really hard. I, I drove, my mom came and picked us up and from the time that she drove me home to her house, I don't think I left for almost a month. Mm. So her and my sisters went to go pack up our apartment and we moved in with my mom. Um, and looking back at this time, even though I didn't want to get off that couch, I remember telling myself, I've always had this line in my head that helped me get through school, that helped me get through everything is that time is going to pass no matter what it is that you're doing. So you might as well do what you need to do so that when the time does get there that you wanted to have that done, it's done. Mm -hmm. And so it was 30 days. I was on the couch and finally I school was about to start up. And I thought about postponing it and then I thought about what the mission was and what I was working towards and what we were working towards. And then I looked around and I said, if I stop now, my life will stay equal to or a little bit better than what it is now. And I'm not willing to compromise. And so I got off the couch and I finished what I started. And it, it wasn't easy. On the outside, I was judged my family, mm -hmm. not my immediate family, but, you know, uncles, aunts, um, they didn't understand how it was so easy for me, quote unquote. And here's the thing. We don't do things because they're easy. We do them because they need to get done. Sure. And I started thinking about what I wanted my future to look like, what I was working on with my boys. And I knew that I had to get up and go. And I knew that it had to be done and that I couldn't wait another time. So it's like the grieving went with, it didn't sure. stop me from doing what I needed to do. It was like yeah. more of a, I don't have an answer for the how, like how I did it. It just did. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, well, first of all, thank you for sharing that. But I think um, something that's that stuck out kind of in what you're saying is, you know, there is no right way. You know, you you just have to feel how you feel and, and allow yourself to respond accordingly, you know. Um, and, you know, I, I even when you're talking about like family members, I'm sure who are saying, you know, how could you just hop back up and start your life, keep going with your life type of thing, you know, and passing judgment in, in that way, you know, um, it reminds me of my, one of my, um, my aunts who I was very close with died of cancer. And I remember we were there and she would, you know, they had pulled the plug and mm-hmm. everybody was, was crying and I couldn't, I didn't showcase that emotion in the moment. And I remember one particular person just like looking at me almost in judgment, like waiting for me to express something or looking that this was my moment to validate how I felt about that person, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I I share that story just to, to say that like, we all have our own process regardless of what it is, be it, you know, uh, the tragedies like we're talking about or just the way that we interpret things, the way that we process our emotions, whatever it might be. And we can't get lost in trying to play by somebody else's rules, I think, at the end of the day, you know, um, and for you, hopping back in there and finishing what you started was a part of your grieving process, right? It was a part of you healing. Um, and there's no guilt or shame in the way that you handle it just because it might be different from from someone else. Um, yeah, for whatever reason, I don't know, that just kind of resonated with with me. And I wanted to kind of put an asterisk next to that. No, thank you. You're absolutely right. You are 100% right. I went full force like that was the healing and it was also the way i didn't know how to deal with all of these emotions either but i knew that i guess i just had this fear that if i stayed too long on the couch then i was always going to stay there and so i took it as like fuel vamanos Mm -hmm. go Mm -hmm. go go and yeah we all grieve differently but grief is grief and we only grieve because we loved so for someone to judge me for the way that i'm grieving no yeah yeah, 100%. And I, and that and that applies to like just every aspect of life. I think that that's so much of like just the fucking mental hurdle that we put in front of ourselves is because we're basing it upon what somebody else tells us is the right way, you know? Um is the way that we should be doing things, shouldn't be doing things. This is what we should have accomplished at this age, you know what I mean, or or, or whatever it might be. Um and and that is like one of the hardest thing barriers I feel like to to break through is like realizing that these are all societal constructs and there's no such thing this is all just like figments of people's upbringing and their imagination and like there's no right way to do anything doesn't matter how old you are whatever it might be like you can go out and do what it is that you want to do you know you have your own process um and and you should trust yourself within that i guess is what i'm trying to say yes absolutely and really define your own expectations Mm. i love that can you expound upon that a little bit yeah Um, a lot of work that I do with my clients, exactly what you said, like the shoulds come up. I should, I should, should. And then we're like, well, why do you think that? Well, Mm -hmm. so-and-so is doing it this way. And we see comparison and judgment and doubt. And I'm like, you know what? I want you to define what this looks like for you. And Mm -hmm. once you actually define it, then you can make decisions and then you're going to hit that so much quicker, right? It's like collapsing the timeline because now it's you against you, you with you, not you and them or what we think it should look like because my life doesn't look like anything that what should have or have it looked like or people see me now and they're like you must have had the best 
upbringing. Right. You've never struggled with any of this. And that is yeah. definitely not the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, your your story is, is so powerful. And I think that's that's what we also have to kind of look at is like, you know, all of these things that that happen, you know, they are empowering when you look at them from that way as well. You know what I mean? Like they're a part of my story, all the hardships, all the doors that got slammed in my face. Like they're why I, I am who I am right now. They're the reason why I can see things the way I see them now. You know, why I know when it's time to take action, you know, um, and, and, and I know how to, you know, uh, bring an idea to life, right? It's because I failed so many times at it prior to, and it's the reason why I can now connect with people on a deeper level is because I know what it's like to have struggled the way that you're struggling right now, you know? Um, and there, there's so much, I guess there's so much beauty in those sort of scars that, that society tells us we need to kind of hide, you know? Yes. And that's exactly what I call iconic vulnerability mm. where you can mm. share. I, I know like we look around and we see everything tied in bows for many of us. And when yeah. you can actually show the wounds and not just show the wounds, but you show the lessons and how you overcame them and the mentality that brought you there, that's really what allows people to see the breakthrough in you for them. Um, so I'm writing a memoir that's a life coaching book as well, and it's called Iconic Vulnerability. And the way that I'm writing it is really showcasing the battle plans to win the war on self-doubt. Like you can, mm -hmm. no matter where it is that you are, we can find the gap from where you are now to where you want to be. And it is possible if you say it is and you believe it is and you have the desire to close it and get there. Man, I'm loving this conversation. We'll take one more quick break and then we'll be right back. When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. All right, we are back, and 
you have um on your website kind of a few core parts of the program that you do right and that's one of them is uh the magic of iconic vulnerability you talk about one of the i want to run down a, a little tidbit of what what people kind of kind of expect from some of the program that you're, you're doing um so the first one was the iconic mindset transformation so what does that that mean somebody you know, wants to sign up and work with you and you, you kind of have this blueprint. What What is the iconic mindset transformation part of the of the plan? Yeah, so that is my process on demand. So in 60 mm -hmm. minutes, what happens mm -hmm. is a lot of us say like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I feel really blocked, right? Mm -hmm. How many times have we said that? Or yeah. I'm not good with money and I don't know why, or I wish I could be more confident. And so what this does, it, it it's a deep mindset, like a meditative state that you go into and you're listening to me. Um, and what happens is you go back to three scenes from your childhood mm. and your mind in this level literally will show you the reason why you have those blocks or where you picked up that belief. Mm. So I talk about it like now you're going to see this TV in front of you playing just like a play. Mm. And tell me what you're hearing and tell me what you're seeing. And I guide you through it. So after mm. we come back from those three scenes, you're like, that's why I have so much doubt. That's where I got the belief that I'm not good with money. That's why my confidence wavers. That's why I don't do things or I procrastinate. Like that's actually the root of it. And when we can get to the root of it, remember the law of polarity, something mm -hmm. exists, the other side does too. Then now as an adult, we're consciously aware. Those things cannot have any more power once you are actually aware of them and you make the decision to change them. And so the other part of that is the transformation where we go in there and we start feeding your mind all of the new affirmations and new beliefs that you want to have about yourself. Um, I'm really into the power of auto-suggestion, which is, you know, in a meditative state and listening to an audio and doing your affirmations because the brain, one of the rules of the mind is that the brain doesn't know the difference between a truth and a lie. And so if you picked up a belief that is a lie from your childhood and it's holding on because that's what our brain does. It just remembers everything in the subconscious. Right. If it doesn't know the difference between the truth and a lie. Then you can start feeding it the truth and overcome that lie. And that right. is by rewiring those neural pathways, which we do in the innovative mindset transformation. And that is at the beginning, because I want you to see and no longer hold on to any of those stories. Like those have no more power. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I, I love that because I think that so many of us don't realize a lot of this shit is just programming from when we were a kid, right? Things that we picked up along the way. And I know at least for me, like the initial inclination is like, I'm broken. There's something wrong yes. with me, right? Not that I've developed some sort of uh, trauma loop or, you know, some sort of way of thinking or seeing the world, um, but that there's actually something inherently wrong with me, right? And mm -hmm. The way that you're breaking it down when you talk about no this is just something you learned then that is like there's something actionable behind it right oh i can unlearn this now and it doesn't have to be my story anymore rather than i'm just broken and this is going to be the way that i am for the entirety of my life you know and i have to kind of just throw my hands up and accept what happens yeah absolutely absolutely our minds are so powerful once we really start to unravel and entangle from those old stories mm -hmm. it's amazing what we can do yeah no it it really is so the, the next one that you talk about is a uh, foundation life coaching course, uh, massive action executive. So what is that part about? Yeah. So we do goals in 90 days at a time. Mm -hmm. So oh, I don't have my book here. Um, so I have something that I called 90 days to done. And I think that mm -hmm. one's a little bit further done down, but we talk about brain focused planning. So if you can't tell, I'm a big student of the mind and I love sure 
our brain. I love learning um, about our brain. So when we can give our brain focus guided direction and look at things as results and experiences of what we want to have, we're going to get so much more done. So one of them is on time and that's brain focus planning. Another one is um, your past self and your future self. And that is such an incredible module because you start learning about more of those stories that have been clinging on and you get to see the way that how how those old beliefs from our past self starts clouding what we believe is true in the future. And the future is only created by the thoughts you have right now. So if you think about that from your past self, your current self in this state right now, and your future self, the future is actually, the future doesn't give a shit about your past self. Only we do in the current self. And once we can let go and not give a shit either, then it's like free game. It is an open canvas for us to create anything that we want. Mm. Yeah, that's very well. I love that the future self doesn't give a shit about your past self. I love yeah. that so much. That's such a good way to <laughs> to uh, to think about it. So we had, we had touched on the idea of iconic vulnerability, but I I did want to dive a little bit deeper into the concept of vulnerability because I think it's something that many of us have been brought up looking at as a sign of weakness, right? When you are are being vulnerable, you are too in touch with your feelings, particularly as a man. Um, you know, I know for me. Growing up, for whatever reason, I was a kid who was very expressive and in touch with his feelings, but that was shamed amongst you know my peers. So I began to bury that deeper inside of me as I got older, um, and it's taken years at this point to kind of then now be comfortable once again to to kind of wear my heart on my sleeve in that way. So can we talk a bit about the power of of vulnerability and why it is such a necessity for us to to you know be like a fully actualized human being? Yeah. I really believe that what's been said about vulnerability is wrong, that it mm. makes us weak, that it exposes us, um, that we should hide all of the things that sometimes that we really want to say. Mm -hmm. Right. And we put like these buffers on and this kind of a mask on and, and how we think we should show up and how people should receive us. And when you are vulnerable with yourself, like you actually, when I say vulnerable, I really want everyone to think about writing down the actual things that your brain is saying to you. Don't filter it because that's where all the gold is. Once we can, we, we, we take like stock inventory of what's in our head right now. And if we can audit it and challenge it, then we are going to be able to, oh my God, we can persevere. We can change things. We can find things that we like, wait a second. I don't know where that came from. I actually don't like doing that. Or I actually like doing this. And I mean, I've done this within my own marriage too. like things that I've, I've showed up different ways for a long time. And finally, I'm like, that's just not me anymore. I have outgrown this. And now I'm going to be vulnerable enough to show you where I'm at. And if you can meet me, then let's do it. But if not, then this is complete. And think about when we're not willing to be vulnerable with ourselves and show ourselves the actual true raw emotions, how can we how can we close the gap to where we actually want to go? Because that is part of the path there. So when I talk about iconic vulnerability in a life coaching space, it's coming to a call, allowing yourself to get into the seat and knowing that there are other women in here and it's okay. Like you're going to show up and you're going to be vulnerable. You're going to come and get coached. You're going to come and say like, this is what I wanted to do, but this is what I'm actually doing. And you're going to get vulnerable enough to tell us why and for us to figure out why, like what are the emotions that you're willing, not willing to feel that will actually enable you to get there. 
And you mm-hmm. can't find those without actually telling the truth. You can't. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, we, we oftentimes, we lie to ourselves so much too, right? Like we try, we try to hide from the things that we're really feeling. And I think, again, it goes back to like, societal constructs as well where we feel like we're a bad person if we think a certain way or we don't want a certain thing right you know um it's it is the way the mind out of the way the mind i guess is trying to protect itself as well the way it's perceiving threats i guess um you know it's it's really interesting and it's all really necessary to, to be aware of yeah absolutely absolutely and and one thing i wanted to talk about as well um brenda had mentioned this but she was talking about you're big on like mental exercise, right? Like the idea of um, like a mental gym, right? It's not just the idea of working your body out, but your mind as well. So can we we talk a bit about about that, a bit about the things that you do to kind of keep yourself sharp and to to, to progress the, the way you're thinking and processing? Yeah, so I, I really do believe I have such a strong sense of mental agility. And that's because I floss my brain out. Like just as we mm. floss our teeth, if yeah. we're not... If we're if we're not aware of what's going up in here in our in our head with all of our thoughts that are seeping in, I mean, we think more than sixty thousand things a day, right? We have more than sixty thousand thoughts a day, and if we're not actually aware of what's in here, just as if we don't floss our teeth or brush our teeth, our brain starts mm-hmm. to smell. Like imagine the last time that you just exploded and you're like, "Holy shit! I, where did that come from?" It right, came right, right. because it's been a buildup of like mm. thought plaque. <laughs> Right, like thought plaque like in our it. brain. Yeah. So what I do, and I teach um, my 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 members to do, is we just do a quick thought download. So I'll sit and I'll do a quick thought download. And sometimes if like a thought's not appearing in the morning or what's coming in there, I'm like what is the feeling that I'm feeling? I'm feeling anxious, and I'll just write it down. And then I'm like, why am I why am I feeling these feelings? What's actually going on? I get very vulnerable with myself, and I start writing the shit that's in my head. Sometimes if I'm working towards a big goal, I notice that I start to get nervous or maybe I'll start feeling like insecure if I'm actually good enough to reach it. And so what I will do is questions will start coming up, right? Like we start questioning things. The thing is not many of us actually answer the questions. You want to answer them and you want to get them on paper because just the act of getting it on paper when your brain can see it visibly, tangibly in 3D on paper, it starts to look at it differently. Then you answer it. And then you're able to take yourself from the space of like not actually being good enough to where I know it's done. Like I take myself, I do a future hit. I go to the place where it's done. I embody myself with that, with the energetics, the emotions of what I'm going to feel then. And I allow that to be my blueprint to get me there. But I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't clean out my thoughts every day and see like what's going in here, what do I actually want to think? What are the thoughts that are going to get me closer versus what are those self-limiting, self-doubting thoughts that are holding me back? And I know that that's happening when I'm procrastinating. What am I actually mm-hmm. thinking of here? So there, that's one thing. And then another big thing that I'm really big on now is working out, lifting weights, eating right. I think it's it took me a long time to get here um, and that could be a thought too, but, <laughs> um, I, I was in this cycle of start, start a program, stop a program. So sure. my body, like I lost trust with myself. So I've been mm-hmm. slowly rebuilding that trust, um, back end. And now it's, it's fully there. It's, it's, it's metabolized. It's crystallized. Like I completely trust myself to take excellent care of my body and my mind. 
Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's something we don't realize or not definitely not taught at all. Um, like all our whole entire body, mentally, physically, they're all working in conjunction with one another. And when one is out of sort, you can't expect to be operating at your highest level, you know, and you have to be mindful of what's going on in all of the different parts of you and, and, and listening. Um, and I love that idea you just said about the like mental flossing and kind of just like clearing out, out your mind. Like it sounds so practical and obvious, yet I can guarantee most of us have never done that or don't do it on a regular basis, right? But um, yeah, I, I love practical things like that. It's so so beautiful. Um, so last thing I wanna I wanna get your your take on from from your website. You had a quote that I thought was really really profound. You said, "We believe your past doesn't matter, and neither does anything you've tried before." So so what exactly does that mean for for anybody at home? Expound upon that that quote right there for me. Yeah. So I'm really big on your past is not your future. So no matter mm -hmm. what happened an hour ago, mm -hmm. a minute ago, yesterday, 15 years ago, none of that is going to determine what you're capable of doing. So wanna, number one, put that up there. The other thing, so many of us will say, um, I tried to do that and it didn't work. I tried to do that and it didn't work. And so what we do is we start negotiating with our brain and our brain, number one, it's number one job is to keep us safe. Just like you said earlier, mm -hmm. it's number one job is to keep us safe. So it is going to put up flags all of the time. Be like, no, no, no. Remember Esperanza, we tried this workout program and you failed. You already tried it three times and it didn't work out. So why do you think we're going to be able to do this now? Same thing with like school. Remember you failed that class. Remember you dropped out all of these things. When you get really clear on what your actual desire is and you back that with belief, it doesn't matter what you've tried before. It doesn't matter how many times you failed. It doesn't matter if it's brand new or if this is your 50th time trying. Once you get clear on, I'm making the decision, this is what I'm going to do starting today, right? And you get clear with the desire, you build up the belief. And I do a lot of building up belief as part of my mental gym, as part of the self-coaching. You build up the belief and then we amplify that with expectation. The same expectation as if, so we, you and I had an expectation today to get on and record today. So the same sure. way that you expected to sign on at the right time, hit the record button on Zoom, that's mm -hmm. the way that I want people thinking about their goals. Like the same mm -hmm. as if you were going to clean your house because someone's coming over and you're having a birthday party. That same level right. of expectation that you expect them to be there, start expecting yourself to hit that goal. Start expecting mm -hmm. yourself to hit that milestone because desire plus belief times expectation is going to give you a result in the experience that you want to have. So it doesn't matter. Notice like nowhere in this equation am I saying, plus everything else that you learned in the past and all the other times. No, 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 no. We get to leave that at any time. You literally just have the option of letting it go right now. So as people listen to this and they hear that, maybe they're driving in their car, when they step out of their car, it can be gone. Sure. Like as simple as that. But many of us don't even realize that we have that opportunity that that's available to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And even when you're talking about, I love setting that expectation, you're, you're also taking some of the power of it away, right? Because I think oftentimes we have this goal and we build it up in our head and it's so, it's so, it seems so grand and I don't know how I'm gonna get there, how I'm gonna do it. it it's kind of like writing a paper in school and you procrastinate, you procrastinate. And then you, you start doing it like, this actually wasn't as terrible as I thought yes. it was gonna be. You know what I mean? Like I, I got it done in six hours and I had three months to get it done. You know what I mean? Like, but we just <laughs> built it up in our mind and we kept putting it off. And I, I love that idea of like, you're really just like 
making it a practical thing that you're not even thinking twice about it being difficult. You're just saying, hey, this is my expectation. I'm going to go and do that tomorrow, whatever it is that I, I am kind of striving for. Yes. Just like when I was talking about basic training, it didn't yeah. matter that I failed. That totally sucked, let me tell you. But yeah. I always expected myself to have my sons at graduation. Yeah. That yeah. is the mental picture and the expectation that was in my head. That was the future hit that I would take myself to. And because I expected it, mm -hmm. if you expect something, you're going to have it. It's when right. the level of expectation drops that you need to figure out why is it dropping? What emotions are you unwilling to feel? Why are you resisting it? And then you're gonna make a decision that's going to help you get closer to it. Yeah, yeah, and and the it's interesting because what something just came to my head is we're able to follow other people's expectations, right? I have to be at work at 9 a.m. tomorrow, but then when you tell yourself, I, when I get home from work tomorrow at six, I need to do this, you get you start negotiating with yourself and you start cutting yourself some slack. Totally. Oh, I'll do it after this. I'll do it this. I'll procrastinate. I'll do it tomorrow. And it's funny how we don't have that same level of, um, I don't know, respect, I guess, for ourselves yeah. as we do for those who are an authority figure in our lives. Yes. Oh, that's so true. And I think a lot of that has to do with building trust in ourselves. It's that mm. integrity. Like if I say I'm going to do something, this is the reason why, number one, I'm doing this thing. You want to mm. see it. You want to see it in the bigger picture of how it's fitting into the overall goal. And you know that it's part of the recipe. It's part of the path. So it's like trusting yourself, being in integrity with yourself. Whatever you say that you're going to do, you're going to do it. And it takes time to unchatter and unclutter the brain from like, is it really going to make a difference today? All right. And then right. answer that question. Yes, it's going to make a difference because. And if it's a no, then don't do it. Right. I love that. I love that that way of thinking. Well, Esperanza, I, I appreciate this conversation. I could talk with you about this for like four more <laughs> hours, but I know we all have uh, lives outside of this. We'll have to do uh, a, a part two at some point. But um, anybody who is interested in working with you, becoming a part of the, the program that you offer, where can they find more information? Absolutely. They can join me in the Life Coaching Lounge. So they can go to lebroncoaching.com and find me there. You can also find me on Instagram at, at Esperanza L. LeBron. I love it. Well, again, thank you so much for hopping on. I, I love the conversation, the work that you're doing. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. So amazing. Man, big shout out to my guest this week, Esperanza Lebron, for hopping on the show. Man, I love that conversation. I love talking about this kind of stuff and and just like hacking our minds and optimizing them and and healing and being vulnerable and, and all of the above. And I, I just think, you know, I want us as a community to embrace this more. I want this to be more of a regular conversation for us because I think that is so incredibly powerful, particularly with a lot of the shit that we go through as people of color, the, the unique experiences that we have that have shaped our world that we currently exist in today and many of the limiting beliefs that have um, you know developed as a result of the way we were brought up like there's so much unlearning that has to be done and people like Esperanza are, are helping us do that work and and helping us be better for tomorrow which I'm, I'm all about as you guys know so big shout out to her for hopping on the show I really loved that conversation um, I think she's doing amazing amazing things so now with that said, let's quickly tie everything we talked about today in a neat little bow in a segment we call Conclusion Stew. But first, let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. When something happens to your car, you might say, 
But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Time for conclusion soon. I think there's so many things I, I took away from that conversation and... I don't know. I I think in the grander sense of it, this isn't about me, but I'll I'll kind of get to what I'm I'm getting at here. But conversations like this one make me feel like I'm really walking in my purpose. Because I love that I have a space, that I've created a space where I'm able to really just connect with people. And connect with people that inspire me, be it their business acumen, the the work that they're doing, or the story that they, they, they are sharing with me, right? And to me, this conversation was just all of that on display and being able to have real conversations with people and connect with those who are trying to better themselves and who want more for their community and those around them. I don't know. I I just I find that to be so special, particularly because I didn't grow up around anybody who was into any of this sort of spiritual work like I was, you know, or like I am, I should say. And that to me was just a beautiful kind of encapsulation, I guess, of all the work of of being able to create spaces like this one where two human beings can just have an honest conversation with one another. And I can't speak for her, but I know for me, I walk away feeling inspired and just a bit more healed i think a bit more at peace with with life and everything that's involved in it and and i think that to me is like the bigger takeaway of it all i think she obviously spoke about a lot of really amazing sort of practical things i thought the mental flossing was like so obvious but fucking no but none of us ever think of it it's so genius the idea of like really clearing out our brains uncluttering it you know writing down our thoughts answering those questions that we have 
and you know creating that sort of clarity and i think even what we talked about with physical health and how you know the body and, and the mind everybody's working together for our benefit and we have to make sure that we're doing our best to keep each part of ourselves healthy and, and to be listening to what they need right um and and i just think also the idea of her talking about your past doesn't matter right her story by no means an easy one a teenage mother no high school diploma joining the military having to go through basic training all over again and and being okay with that and just pushing through losing her husband you know these are are, are really difficult moments and it's incredible that she's now sharing her gift and her mindset with others you know and and again even for me i'm inspired after talking to her and i i think there's just this beautiful synergy kind of happening and um i don't know i think it's i get caught up in thinking about it because and trying to analyze it because i think it's what i've been looking for for so long and it's hard to recognize it in the moment when you realize I've begun to build the world that I've been seeking. And that I'm having that realization right now. Like I've yearned for people who look like me, who are on a similar journey or are asking similar questions. And now I, I created a space for that, a safe space for that. And the conversations are happening. The connections are happening. And there's just something so beautiful about that. Um, and I'm, I'm like, I know I'm going all over the place because I'm just kind of having realizations in the moment. Um, but there's just something so beautiful about speaking to people like her and, and hearing that story. Um, and, you know, the way that that interaction has now touched my life and hopefully it's touched yours and all these little interactions that we have with people, be it in person, virtually, through a podcast, whatever it is, listening. Like we're all, you know, leaving a mark on one another's lives and, I'm proud to say that, you know, I'm trying to leave a positive one and, and, you know, it's beautiful to see other people out there who are sharing in that same, um, you know, desire as well. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I can't really sum up this show any, any further than just the fact that, uh, I, I thought it was a beautiful conversation. I love the work that she's doing. And I hope that it's opened other people's eyes to, you know, other information and other, um, you know, experiences or opportunities or tools that might be out there for you to, you know, find the healing that you're looking for to optimize your mind to get to where you want to be in this life, you know, um, because like I was kind of alluding to at the beginning, when I was talking with my dad, like, I know that I have certain gifts, but that's not why I'm necessarily here. You know, the things that got me here are not things that someone else couldn't do as long as they were focused and disciplined, right? There are a lot of people who are far more talented than me that I grew up with, that came up with in the industry that are now working nine to five jobs that they hate, right? So it's not about talent. It's not about natural ability or gift. It's it's about that extra stuff that that we were kind of talking about with, with Esperanza. And then it's that mindset, right? It's the mindset that gets you what you want. And that's what you have to realize and understand that you are in control of that. So you can get to work and develop the type of mindset that will help you succeed at whatever it is that you're trying to do in this life. And that's what you have to re remember. 
you're not doomed for a life of misery. You're not destined for failure. You know, um, as long as you do the work and you, you work on that mindset towards um, being able to bring whatever it is that you want in this life, um, you know, to fruition, if you get your mind right, it can happen for you too. That's it. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Uh, man, we're doing our, our mastermind group. I've seen some of the people um, for the Just Be Social Club, uh, the monthly mastermind. I've seen some people get added to the waiting list this week. So thank you for sending emails. Brenda at mindofayounglord.com if you want to be added for the waiting list for our monthly mastermind group. Just more people trying to be better, connecting, sharing things. Um, it's been really beautiful to be a part of thus far. My book, Just Be, we're shipping them out. They're available right now. I'm sending them. They're physically out. Just be.nyc. Pick up a copy now. It's all shipping right away. Street Soak Podcast, all that good stuff. Thank you all for tuning in. I will catch you on Thursday for our Thursday Trends episode. Now I'm going to get me some sleep. But uh, until then, stay safe. Talk to you soon. Peace. Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Tura Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion Lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express Card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.